The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. When I was a child, I went to a shiva house next door to my home. My best friend's mother passed away. And we were all sitting there at this shiva. And all of a sudden, this entire room of Jewish people goes quiet. A room of Jewish people quiet is quite the miracle, right? What happened? A man was walking in. But this man, my friends, Rabotai, this man, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. It was like, you know, when a little kid is watching a scary movie and they go, ah! And then looking through their fingers, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. This could either. His skin was a bunch of different colors. He was blind. But the thing that was most striking about him was that his bottom lip was enormous and it was hanging beneath his chin, leaving his teeth exposed. He looked like some sort of monster, like some sort of alien from another planet. I didn't mean to stare and no one else did either, but it was one of those horror shows that you could not tear your eyes off of. And all of a sudden there was a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and I was looking into the eyes of one of the rabbis of the community in Deal. And his name was Rabbi Isaac Dweck. And Rabbi Isaac said to me, Do you know what you're looking at, Shlomo? I thought, oh my gosh, I'm right. He's an alien. Do you know what he's looking at, right? He said, do you know what you're looking at? I said, no. He said, I'll tell you after Mincha. <laughs> I couldn't concentrate on one word. I was praying as a little child the whole time, still looking at this guy, still looking at this guy, looking at Rabbi Dweck. Maybe he's going to tell me. I go running up to him after Mincha. I was like, who is he? What am I looking at? He says, I'll tell you what you're looking at. You're looking at a tzaddik. You're looking at an angel. I said, what do you mean? He said, a while ago, this man came knocking at my door. I opened the door and I saw his face. And I was startled and I was staring just like you. And as I'm sitting there looking at this man with my eyes wide open, my mouth hanging open, he couldn't see because he was blind. He starts to tell me his story about how he was caught in a fire and 90% of his body was burned to a terrible degree. He lost his ability to see. He lost his ability to have children. And he was standing there on my front door and asking me, please, Rabbi, give me a beracha that I should get married, that I should find my soulmate. The rabbi said to him, look. And he said to me, I was in that moment wondering, what should I do? Because on the one hand, it's a rabbi's job to inspire, to lift people up. But also, maybe, maybe what I really should be doing is kind of helping him understand that the likelihood of someone marrying him was very low. If it was this difficult to even look at him, who could marry such a person? I weighed up the sides, the rabbi said, and I have to tell you, I told him what I thought was actually going to take place. I said to him, look, maybe you really just need to be thankful that Hashem saved your life. Maybe you need to be thankful and count your blessings. You have good friends. 
You know, you have some years to live. You could do some nice experiences. You could still listen to music. There's other things you could do. Maybe this dream is not going to happen for you. The rabbi said, I meant it with all the best intentions. And the man stopped. And even though he couldn't see, I could feel like he was looking at me. And he said, Rabbi, that is not the Judaism that I was raised to believe in. I was taught that a person can pray for anything and that God can do anything. I don't think I'm going to accept that. I'm going to go to the Kotel for 40 days in a row. It's a big sigula to pray for 40 days in a row at the Kotel for the same thing. Countless people have had unbelievable prayers answered in this manner. He says, I, and he went, and the man went to the Kotel. And a little while later, he knocks at my door and he says to me, Mazel Tov. I said, Mazel Tov? What? Who Mazel Tov? And he says, Rabbi, I'm engaged. And I would love it if you would marry us, if you would be with me under the chuppah. Rabbi says, I'm ashamed to admit, I was curious who would marry this man. I said, do you have a picture? What's she like? He fumbles around and reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a picture. And as I looked at the picture, I was so surprised. It seemed to be a beautiful girl. She looked very healthy, very normal. And I asked him, what's she like? Kind of almost asking in my head, well, what's wrong with her? But there was nothing wrong with her. I was going to the court for the 40 days. Clearly, this woman who was so artistic and so musical, had such a beautiful soul that she was able to see beneath the scarred exterior. She saw the soul of someone that had an emunah, a, a fear of heaven and a love of heaven that was so amazing, all-encompassing, that it spoke to her and she loved that even though the vessel that housed it was broken. The rabbi said, and he was married, and she was wonderful. And a short while later, another knock at me. Said, oh, the doctors explained he'd been burned. He is unable to reproduce. Can't have kids. Impossible. I gave him the same speech. And again, the man ignored me. And he went back to the courtel for 40 days. And a short while after that, there was a knock at the door. And he's holding his baby boy in his hand. And he says, Mazel tov. Rabbi, could you do me the honor of being the sadak to hold the baby at its breath? And Rabbi Dweck said to me, I couldn't believe my eyes and I couldn't believe my ears. And I asked him, why do you want me to be the Sandak if it is you who have much stronger and much more powerful emunah than I? My friends, one of the most powerful things that Judaism teaches us is the huge potential and the power of a human being's neshama, his soul. The unbelievable koach of his ability to pray and the ability to get what he's praying for when he prays with all of his heart. Nothing is impossible for Hashem and when a person prays that way, all the barriers between him and what he wants melt before him. But there's one condition. The pasuk says in Ashrei, Karov Adonai Lechol Korav, God is close to all those who call out to him with one condition. God is close. He listens with one condition. 
לכל אשר יקראוהו באמת, to all those who call out to him באמת in truth. What is amazing to me, my friends, about this line, is that you would think it would say, God is close to all those who call out to him. לכל אשר יקראו to all those who call out to him with אמונה, with faith. To all those who call out to him with mitzvot. To all those who call out to him as a tzaddik. And yet, the pasuk does not say that. It says be'emet. It means that I might be the worst of the worst. But if I pray with all my heart, if my request is genuine, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot help but respond to my request. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.